Yay! Hi everyone. Thanks for coming to my podcast. Open to the universe. QHHT. And that is quantum healing hypnosis technique. And that was developed by the late Dolores Cannon, which I absolutely love her. Um, just kind of wanted to come on here today. I, um, when I'm feeling in my heart that I need to connect, you know, I do. It's incredible. What is going on with This is weird. Anyway, and um, so I displayed Dolores Cannon's website. You can go to her website and check her out. And that is Dolores, www.doloriscannon.com. She is wonderful. And um, also you can go to my webpage and that's Jennifer Martinez. And I'll display that as well, QHHT. Um, and check me out if you want a session, that'd be great. Um, I would love to do a session on anyone who has that inkling for one. Um, I think today I really wanted to talk about past lives. How cool is it? And even our dreams, because I feel like our dreams tap into the parallel life, the past lives. Um, we have this like desire to know so much, but our minds can't really hold that all these past lives in us, uh, in the mind part. You know, it is in our cellular structure and it's incredible that QHHT can tap right into that. That's to me, that's phenomenal. This is the most powerful tool out there to tap into the all-knowing part of oneself without meditation, without really being grounded and knowing yourself. I mean, anyone can do it. Any human on earth, any being, I should say, any being on earth can tap right in. Um, I love it. And sometimes, well, what it came down to as I just had a session and um, we talked about how some people can go through into a past life and some just can't. And uh, the higher self said that uh, it was either a trust, trust issue of the person, not trusting their own self, um, just trusting what you see, trusting the process. That's why it's really, really important 100% if you have a choice to really check out your practitioner, make sure that person's a perfect fit for you, because honestly, you want to be able to click. You want to be with them. You want to be able to, in your heart, feel, this is good. I can tell this person what I need to tell them so that I can receive healing, receive guidance on maybe my next part of my life that I'm just not sure of. Um, I think that's just really, really important because these sessions are so special and, uh, and you don't need to keep going back to them if the practitioner does it correctly. Just one time, it could take between six to eight hours, maybe longer. It just depends on what you kind of have going on and if you feel comfortable enough, because essentially that's the whole point of 
the sessions is that the person can come in, the client, and have their questions and know a little bit about Dolores, know a little bit about what would actually be the procedure of the session, um, and just feel comfortable from the start to the end. That's the main part of these. After listening to Dolores, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It really is. I love listening to her. She inspires me. What is so neat about Dolores is you could tell her off the wall anything. I mean, anything. And she could she could describe it or she could relay it to others in the most fascinating way that, like this guy, that he felt like he was in a glitch in his life and it was like parallel lives that he could see other existence. So there's other dimensions in our all knowing, seeing ourselves and living in the earth, um, on the earth. And uh, there's just other dimensions and they're all happening at once. And he could see cars go backwards and forwards. And so he was having a glitch. And the way she described it and the way she put it out there in this video, it, everyone, they just loved her. They just were like, oh, that's, that's incredible. You know, it's just, it's like listening to this guru you know she was like this amazing guru and we admired her and we um couldn't get enough of her really once you start really listening to dolores and really i don't know i mean i just i'm amazed that's all i can do i'm amazed i knew in my heart that every time i listen to her i just know that it's the right path for me. It's exactly where I need to be, even having my session. Um, and as I am a practitioner, we practice on each other with me and my um, friend who's a practitioner. And uh, we just kind of go back and forth and give each other sessions. But as you have more and more sessions, you are more and more, it's like it shifts you. Um, I mean, in a great way, you're more and more awake when you do these sessions. Like when you're under, I just felt so energized and so awake and aware what was going on, but really I couldn't move. I was really under like, wow, it's, it's just a neat process. And it's neat that we're really cool like that, that we really can go under and that we really hold this information in us. And it could be whatever you need for this life. It could even just show you this life saying, hey, these are the things you came down to learn, but you either didn't learn them or you took it in the wrong way it needed to be learned or understood. And I'm noticing that a lot, actually. And there's, you know, because you come in, you're the sweet, sweet baby. Have you been around a sweet baby before? I mean, you came in as that sweet little precious baby. And I know I've said it before, but I just want you to understand how sweet and pure and just perfect each baby is, right? That's all of us. We all came in as a sweet little baby. But what did we choose for our lives? Who did we choose to have in our lives? You know, the obstacles, the challenges, the, the just chaos it could create, you know, and what's so 
incredible about it is that we have these emotions, right? And we come here and there's emotions on this planet or we wouldn't make it even, we wouldn't understand anything. We wouldn't learn anything if we didn't have emotions. And so the practitioner asked me when I was under about these emotions. And I said, well, sure, you, when you leave, my higher self is saying this, when you leave a body, um, if you were up here, you'd understand what I'm saying is like, it's a game as we go from body to body, there's no emotions on the other side, right? Only here on the planet earth. And, uh, we gather all these emotions and sometimes we pass away in a way where we held on to the emotion that maybe we didn't need to. Oh, yes. I love Dolores too. Thank you. I'm so glad you're on here. I'm glad you're listening. Um, and when you leave, you slowly get detached from that life as far as your soul is on another journey. It's ready to do something different. It's ready to learn something different. It's like, okay, what haven't I learned or what was uh, that about? And what didn't I learn there? And, and it said that you actually have a bag of emotions and it just goes in the sack. So the next time you come down, you might have to open that sack up and say, okay, what haven't you learned? Oh, fear. You really need to learn that. But guess what? You're going to forget everything and you're going to get some challenges along the way because it can't be that simple. We're masters. We're masters. That's the cool part. That's what I love about Dolores is she explained how you can't even be on earth if you weren't a master because earth is so hard. It's so hard because we forget everything. We get unusual circumstances like maybe we didn't grow up with our parents or maybe we had them and something crazy happened to them and it curved us to become you know all the scenarios for people like drugs and alcohol and how can lead people down the wrong path and it's okay to have experiences of trying things i get that and and that's great that's human nature to check everything out and say okay well what's alcohol even all about let me try it or drugs or or whatever it is. I mean, we all have different addictions. Um, and it's amazing that we can come down here and try all these things and have the emotions and, and say, okay, well, we had all these emotions from my past life and I have, I'm in a body now and it's time now to maybe pull those emotions out and kind of get through them. And that's why I love this technique because we forget all that. We literally forget it all. So we come here and maybe our baby brain actually might know all that, right? But as we grow up, as we keep getting molded by the people around us who have already, you know, are older and they're molding us because we're babies and they're like, oh, nope, it's a cutthroat world. You can't play that game. And that's the game of like, spiritual and open-hearted and loving and compassionate right and that's our true nature instead it's don't trust don't like don't be nice don't be you know because i've lived in that environment of very like you don't say hi to people you don't look people in the eyes you don't you're not kind to them you don't open the door for them you don't know who they are so you know it it was that energy that i got created with um and that's why I always use myself as, a, as an example, you know, because I've been through it. 
and I've came out of it and I'm, I know I'm a light worker. I know what my purpose is. And that's another reason why I love QHHT because Dolores, she's a saint. She's, she's truly an angel. She's truly God's gift to the world. I mean, if she did not come down here and give her heart and soul the last part of her life, I mean, she had a huge family, tons of grandkids, husband, great grandkids. And guess what? She dedicated the last 50 years of her life to this. And I'm talking dedicated. If you researched her, she traveled around the world several times. She would do a conference and that's sit up in front of everyone and talk, talk, talk. And then she, at night after she ate dinner, she'd do sessions private. Like <laughs> to me, that's pure dedication, pure gave her heart to us, pure love, compassion. She was like, you know what? I'm here. I am going to hook these people up for the future. She didn't know what the future even held. But guess what? She didn't even like hold back. She was like, all right, let's do this. You know, I'm getting information. I mean, I've read all 19 of her books and in doing so you realize the dedication she put in. I mean, she didn't just do these sessions and go to these different countries and talk and talk and talk. She wrote books. She wrote in paper. She, I mean, she just went off. I mean, it, it, every time I just, that love from Dolores is, it's incredible. And the stuff she would get out of people, I just, I, I'm uh, a true believer. My trust and my belief system has shifted because of her, because I didn't trust anyone. I didn't even trust myself. And, um, and then in doing so, you don't really have a joyful life because every time you wake up, you're in the fight or flight mode and you're like, okay, I got to rush. Oh, you can't trust that. That guy just cut me off. What a jerk. You know, your, your mindset's that way. And so guess what? Then your energy is that way. And then your body is always on alert. You know, you're always on alert, but you know, really what that is law of attraction too, because you're putting it out into the universe, this negative vibration of yourself and, uh, and it pings back and, and the universe is like, oh, you want negative? Guess what? This is the planet of opposites. So you can very well enjoy negative as much as positive. That blew my mind too. And that's what I love about Dolores. She figured out this was the planet of opposites. She figured out this had different dimensions that we had past lives. What? That our soul did. Not this person that you are now, because this is only one time you've been in this body with this personality. Um, And that's really what gets your mind going like, what? How is that even possible? But guess what? We are so cool. We are so incredible. We're multi-dimensional beings, which means there's more than just this body right now in existence. Right now. Boom. Blow your mind. Blow it. (laughs) It blows my mind. Even though I know a lot of it and I understand a lot of it, it's still, as I'm a human, I still am like amazed. 
I'm amazed. That's all I can even say is the amazement is incredible and it blows my mind. And um, yeah, so past lives, whoa. I went into a past life because me and my friend who's practitioner of QHHT, we love to play. And so it was my turn for a past life or a session, I should say. And I honestly don't know what, it's funny because I'll like think of my other past lives and I'm like, ooh, I want to go back into it and see what it was more like, more detail. Guess what? Higher self's like, oh no, you know. Higher self chooses what you need to know for this life. And that's only bits and pieces of that past life. So you may not fully see everything in that past life. You may only see what you need to see and nothing more and nothing less. That's just how the higher self works. And um, it's incredible because your mind, you really don't want to torture yourself with trying to focus on another whole life because this is the life that actually really, truly matters. You're just trying to improve your life, your health, not depending on the government, not depending on anyone, that you're an amazing being. And no matter what happens in the world, you can survive. I've been in the worst situations and I've always survived, always. And that could be a lesson that I learned, survival. Um, that's another reason I love the compassionate part of the human, because no matter what, we have this part of us that we will try anything and do anything to survive. So I think it's really neat. Some of us um, also, anyway, so as I went under, I don't want to get too carried away. I want to go back to my uh, past life. So I went into this past life. It's really neat because the more I do sessions and go into sessions, I can navigate a lot better. I know it sounds crazy because when you have your first session, you really, you don't know anything. You're just seeing this and you're like, whoa, what is this all about? And, um, but as if you did hook up with a practitioner and you really loved it and you wanted a whole bunch of sessions, of course you can get them. Of course you can do them. I mean, the practitioner's not going to tell you no. Um, the higher self always orchestrates it. So as long as you're connected and you're learning from it, um, I feel like your higher self will always let you, um, always connect you to a practitioner that you need to. And that's just you being persistent as far as, okay, this is great for me. I just need an, you know, I really want to explore. You have to have that explore mind, you know? And um, when I come into a past life, I'm always hovering over it. Like I want to see it first before I go into it. So I think that's incredible. And I went into this past life and I could see a house and it was solid. And I want to let you guys actually hear it. I'm not sure if you'll be able to. I am going to try though, but it's really incredible because what I say, let me see if I can get it. It's like translucent. Like I say, the house is translucent. I actually went into World War One. It, um, it scared me, actually. When I was at the beginning, I felt 
too young to be going into the war. But then I felt very like we worked so hard that I felt older. And I even say that in the session is like, I'm young, but I feel old because of the work I had to do. So what happened is as soon as I started to see this house and I, she had me like look at the family and, and she's like, do you feel like you're a part of them? And I was just like, and as soon as I did, I became who I needed to become in that life, like whoever I was. And it was a guy and, um, or a young boy, I should say. And I came out of this room that I had and, and I felt like, um, a very loved, like they, my parents really loved me, but my mom really loved me. Like I had that connection to the mom and I was like, wow, my mom is adorable. And I'm like, she's so cute. Like, that's all I kept saying was how precious the mom was. And I detailed, described her, and uh, she would comb my hair over. She would get the comb wet, and she would comb it over, and she'd trim it. She trimmed my hair and made it all sleek and jet black. And, well, that was what the color it was jet black. Isn't that funny I said that? I was like, it was jet black. But, um you know, back then in World War One, they took all the like f young boys and men to the war because there just wasn't enough people. And, um, and she goes, where are you from? And I'm like, and as soon as she said that, it's funny, because as I navigate through these lives, I almost know my power, like I know that I can flow out of that body. So anyway, I say, oh, I just, I'll just float right out of the body and look at the top and look on the, the planet and see where I'm at. And she was like, the practitioner is probably like, okay, cool, do it. And so I did. And I'm like, Alabama. And she's like, Alabama. And then I zoom in. And as I'm trying to go back into the body, I can see the town. And I say the town and, and uh, I thought that was incredible. So I had two little sisters and I had a sister that I love. She was like right after me and, and she had blonde hair and just curly, curly girls. They had curly hair, like the mom had curled their hair with little curls or something like that. And they were just adorable and they weren't dirty and they were clean. And so I knew that they didn't really have to work very hard and um, they were a little spoiled. And so... Um, I was going to play this video for you, but it's not very loud because my, like when you go under your voice, sometimes can be a whisper. So I need to work on it and try to boost that voice up because I don't think you're going to be able to hear the detail of me talking because I'm talking like this. It's like the softest. I'm like, what the heck? So that's the other thing. If you have a session and you're under, 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 you're hardly going to talk. You're not going to feel like you can talk. Um, it's very faint feeling, almost like it's kind of hard to talk a little bit. Um, that's how I felt at least. And then, so of course, went out to war and uh, in doing so, I was there for a little while and um, I didn't see the whole life, but I saw like the important days that I needed to see. And it looked like I like hadn't came back from the war and it looked like I stayed there. And then I became a sergeant 
And I kept saying, the, these guys are my brothers. They're my brothers. I have tons of brothers now. And it's more than just my family, like uh, friends or associates. It's like, these guys are my brothers. And, <clears throat> and then in doing so, I first was in a tent, she took me to an important day and I was in this tent and we, I could see my uniform that I was a sergeant because that's how she found out that I was a sergeant because she was like, what do you look like? And what are you dressed in? And those kind of things. And so I was like, oh, I was like my best friend, who's my brother, he's an MP. And she's like, MP. But, but at first when I saw the MP, all I saw was an arm and a patch that said MP. That's all I saw. And I was like trying to really focus on it because what I really had in my hand for the important day was a stack of letters from my sister. And that was why it was an important day because I loved my sisters and they wrote to me and that's what helped me. This is what I said. This is what helps me keep going. If I don't get anything from them, then what's the point of living? Like they were my heart. Isn't that amazing? Like how <laughs> adored I was. I, like I adored them. They adored me. And like, there's so much love there. And uh, I was like, oh, he's my best friend. So it was really intriguing that um, I was there at that very moment that I went to that moment and, um, and we were laughing. I said, we, we didn't laugh the whole time. And then I started laughing. We all laughed, even though this isn't a laughing matter. We had a little joy in one little tiny moment. And it was really precious. So I thought that was really sweet that that little precious moment never got lost ever. Like we had a chuckle, even though we knew we would could die, possibly, you know, all of those things go through your mind. I'm sure when you're in a war and you're kind of forced and that's, you know, you're like, ah, I got to do this for my country. I remember saying that too, because as I went off to war, I was like, well, I'm a young man and I'm going to do this for my country. And it was the bizarrest thing I could have ever said because I would never say that. I'm a woman. And are you kidding me? Like, I don't like war. War is horrible. Um, I just thought that was incredible. And then anyway, as I moved forward, she moved me forward. And that's what you do in the sessions. You keep moving to important days because sometimes we'll go through a past life and it'll be very mundane, very much the same every day. So you really have to ask the higher self to show you some important things that could, um, you know, that could just help you through your life. And um, that's what's so beautiful about it. So anyway, I went through and then my body started to shake. And she's like, what's happening? And I said, it hasn't happened yet, but I can feel the energy and it's surging through my body. And she's like, what's happened? What's going to happen? And I could see that we were going on the battlefield and that I had to lead like 60 people. I said, I was like, I got to lead my men into the battlefield. She's like, whoa, holy moly. And then as soon as I said those words, it was the battlefield. So it was like, go boom, fire, uh, shooting, 
blowing up like just you could see the dirt blow up you can see and i said the bombs are in the ground we can't we can't step on them they're in the ground I'm like what they're coming from the woods so then as i'm going through that scene what do you think happens to me kaboom my legs are gone <laughs> i was like what and then i'm like leave me here to die with my men right and this helicopter comes down which is amazing that I could hear this helicopter and it was so loud and it was so like chaotic. And I remember saying, I'm so dirty. I'm so dirty. Like I felt covered with dirt from getting blown up and just the dirt everywhere. And my men were dying and I was like freaking out and they were like carrying me to the helicopter. And I was like, no, leave me. I'm worthless. Like I have no legs. I'm worthless. Like what will become of me, right? And sure, it makes sense back then. I mean, you're talking early 1900s. You're screwed if you didn't have any legs. I mean, there was nothing like today's time, you know? I mean, uh, so they got me there. And then so she moved me forward because it was such a dramatic point, you know, and she didn't want me to, you know, because this is really all for fun and not for like any kind of, yeah. So it's really amazing what came, I swear, I always get the craziest uh, past lives that pop up. I have other ones. <laughs> anyway, so she puts me in a scene. Well, she moves me forward. I get put in the next scene. The next scene is I go hospital and then I go no tent. They turned it into a little like hospital tent. And I was like, we have nurses in there and they have these big white like hats, you know, the old fashioned white caps that the nurses used to wear. And I said, I hate it. I want her to take it off because it doesn't do anything. And I don't know why I hated it so much. And so the practitioner is like, what's the big deal? I was like, well, she thinks she's just a true nurse if she wears it. And I was so mad and irritated that I was alive. It's really bizarre, but I had that, um, these feelings come over your body. When you go into a past life, you almost become that person. And there's emotions, you know, the emotions, the feelings. And I can only imagine that's what the dude probably really felt like. He was a little pissed off, no legs. How was he ever going to go home? You know, I think about all that stuff. And, you know, um, 1900s, early 1900s, there's no true like cleansliness, you know, how are you going to be clean and how will you heal? And sure, people healed, but it was pretty rare, you know. So as she moves me forward, um, I ended up, well, she actually, what she did was um, made me an observer. So the best part about all of this is you're just observing it anyway. It's like a movie. Um, so there's this other part of your mind that will kind of pull back and see it as a, um, a movie, I suppose you would say. Um, or a show or whatever you want to consider it as. But then I go, oh, yeah, he was in a wheelchair for a while and he suffered and then he died of gangrene. So it was very dirty is what my higher self ended up saying. It was just very dirty there. There was really no way of getting really clean there. And 
they didn't do it properly with the um, cleaning my legs and, you know, like they were gone and whatever. It was to the knees that were gone. So it's just the bottom part of my leg. Um, wow. It just kind of blows your mind. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess that guy was, you know, a little angry. So he wasn't very nice to the nurse. And like, she was like, were you nice to the nurse? And the guy was just like, no, I don't like her. I'm just mad to be alive. I'm mad that she was trying to take care of me and I didn't want her to. And I hated her hat and, you know, just pissed off at the world <laughs> because he was dying and he didn't get to say goodbye to his sister. And then as she was taking me, him through that, um, the death scene is like you leave the body and then you're on the other side. The soul part of myself was like, oh, okay. Yay, I'm out of there. But there was all these emotions that got trapped and I started crying and she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, my sisters, I didn't even get to say goodbye to them. Right. And so I was super upset. And then as soon as we did that, I can see the sister's life immediately. Like this being, this soul of myself could see her strand, her life. And she goes, where's your sister? And I go, oh, she's dying because I'm, I never came home from war and she was supposed to get married. I can see her whole timeline. And um, she goes, well, can you go to her bedside? And I said, I already did. She can't tell that I'm there. I've been standing there and telling her I'm fine. I'm fine. But she can't see me. And so as she put me next to her bed, as the sister was passing away from broken heart or whatever it is, um, I said, she sees me sometimes because she goes in and out of consciousness and she wants to see me. So with her, so as I was standing there, it was really bizarre. I was very, like, I didn't have the emotions anymore. I was like, I don't know why I'm standing here. I don't even know her. And the practitioner was like, what? You don't know her? And I'm like, no, because as you leave a life, you, you hold on to the emotions that, you know, attachments. But as you leave that life, you slowly detach because there's no emotions on the other side. Um, and I, that's then when I said, well, you put the emotions in this bag right here. And so when you review your life and you come back, you go into the bag and see what you have to go through. Right? So it was amazing I even said it because I'm like, whoa, I said that. Um, and as she went through the death scene, she kept thinking of me. And I said, as she keeps thinking of me, I'm being drawn back to her. And she's like, that's okay. Go back to her for the day that she transitions, you know, transitions out of her body. So I was there and it was a beautiful, joyous moment. And it's amazing that you could go through it and you could really feel it. And it was so much love. And I even cried and I could feel it. It was a crying part on my human side that I needed that relief, um, that I may have held on to that emotion that got placed somewhere in my cellular structure that I needed to release it. 
<laughs> somehow, some way. So that was like such a beautiful moment for me. It released this sad part that I didn't get to say goodbye. And it's funny because I have a lot of those in this current life right now. Like every time a, someone would pass away, I would never get to say goodbye to them. Almost everyone. Isn't that crazy? So I realized that I didn't need to say goodbye because they're very much right there on the other side, very great and happy and just zipping around, like so joyous and so free and um, to do whatever they want to do. And I love that. I love that the other side is so reassuring that it's nothing like the planet Earth. And that's a relief, honestly, to me. It, it's a relief because sometimes on earth, even though I, I just did a session or came on here and just did a podcast on um, the new earth, the old earth, it's really our mindset. It's really our vibration. It's what we're offering to the world. Do we want to get stuck in the rat race and listen to the government and do exactly what we're told? No, of course not. But some people do and they love it and that's great and they should keep doing it that's how I feel. If that's what you love and that's, you know, accept it, accept it 100%. Um, and you have these being, um, so with that past life, you have the same, so your soul never dies, right? And you have these same soul beings, people in your life again. So you you come back to life again, and you come back to a body, and and you go, okay. But before I come back to that body, I've got to I've got to work through some of my emotions. I, you don't remember any of this. That's why I love quantum healing hypnosis technique because it reminds you, um, and it heals you, and it releases parts of you because you know. We're multidimensional, so we have all these different layers to our own self. We're like an onion, you know? You peel back one layer, and there's another layer. You peel it back, another layer, which is another thing, another issue, another obstacle, another, you know? So as you heal yourself, you're pulling back all these layers. Okay, well, we got to heal that emotional thing, you know? Um, I just think it's amazing that if you do these things, you can really live in the new earth. And that's, like I said before, it's like sometimes we live in a very chaotic area and we get absorbed into that third dimension, old earth, old way of thinking, um, you know, because karma actually uh, translates as action. So really, when we look back and we're on the other side and we're like, okay, we have karma, that just means we need to act out what we just did, that it didn't work out. Karma is not like, oh, that person did something rude to me. They're going to get karma. That's actually law of attraction. Yeah. So you law of attraction is when you do negative, it goes, like I said earlier, it pings out to the universe and it's going to bring you back negative. So... That's interesting. It always just blows my mind. Even me just talking about this is like always a learning lesson, always everywhere. And um, that's why I love life. That's why I love the earth. Because when you leave this body, guess what? It's not the end. That's another thing I love. And it's so reassuring that it's not the end. It's It feels good, even though we're super attached to our body, especially when you start to figure it out. 
when you start to figure out the key of life is happiness and joy and excitement and compassion and love and just, just so many great things, um, you do get attached to your body. You get attached to being alive. You get attached to being able to express yourself. Um, I love that. Once you start learning it, once you start implementing it in your life, it's like, all right, let me find a practitioner. Let me get some healing going on. What's my story? My story is incredible too. Everyone's story is incredible. And it may honestly just show your path, your current life that happens because we've been through it. There's so many of us who come down here to go through it, unfortunately. Um, and they're not always the best scenarios. You know, I grew up in a household where parents were divorced, lived with grandma. Uh, no one was happy. My grandma lost her husband when uh, my mom was nine. So it's just like a, lots of heartbreak, lots of sadness. It doesn't lead you to happiness until you figure it out, until you wake up to it. Um, <clears throat> and that's also what blows my mind that I even made it through because then, then that just lets people know, Hey, if you went through, I guess you can consider it hell. Uh, however you want to consider it. I say obstacles. I say chaos. Some people say hell. <laughs> so I think that's going to be up to what phrases you want to say with it. But also it's this forgiveness that you have to give yourself so that you yourself can move on. Not all the bad things that happen to you, not all the chaos that happened to you. Um, I've had lots of chaos that happened to me. I mean, geez, when I was two, I got ran over by a horse, broke my whole upper jaw, messed my teeth up, messed my face up. I mean, near death, near death experience, 100%. My first session was that. It had to show me that there was a bigger picture. Although my narrow mind never saw the bigger picture until I started to work on myself and started to peel back those layers. And then I realized, oh my gosh, bigger picture here, bigger picture. It just is. It was about love and it was about bringing my parents together. No, they didn't get together. They actually ended up hating each other even more. So it just made it worse. You know, my mom was, my dad almost got arrested and, and my mom almost pinned it on him. And it's just like, mom, I was with you, you know, it's just silly and it's just crazy. And I don't blame either of them. It happened. It was a scenario that happened. I, I don't blame any of them and I forgive myself and I forgive them. And when I did all of that before it, it's like a release that you get. And every time I do a session, there's this release that I get that is like, wow, I really needed to know. I really needed to know it. I really needed to understand what was that even all about and why did it happen to me? So there's lots of those scenarios that are out there where people, it happens to people. I mean, my heart always goes to the homeless people every time. Cause I'm like, what's their story? How did they get there? I just, I love everyone, you know, and I've been down the road where we had nothing. We had nothing 
where we would have to walk miles to the grocery store because we didn't have a car and it'd be snowing because we lived in Michigan and Michigan snows and, and it's wet and it's cold. And I would cry because I was little and I'd had, I would have to carry a cart. We had this one cart that we had to carry all the groceries in. And it's just bizarre that that was even my life at that time. And, and this time in this life, (laughs) and I was just a little kid and I had to do so much. And of course it's going to be, you know, I have a sister and she's younger. And if we talk, we have both different lives because my sister was the baby of the family. So of course she didn't see life as I saw life. And that's the same for all of us. So it doesn't even matter if you're siblings or if you don't know each other, we all have this story and we all see it a different way. And that's kind of like the dimensions I'm talking about. That's like the old earth versus the new earth is how we look at life is how we experience it. And that's why I was even saying, if you're, if you're living in a chaotic, busy area, and you feel the inkling to move and be at more peace and be in more nature and really try to connect with nature, with yourself, um, with the universe. I mean, it's literally a balance of everything. When you can do that, and I'm not saying pack your bags, go ahead and move, but if you feel like it, that means that's your signal to do it. That's all I'm saying. It's like a signal in you that says, yep, that's right. And you need to start listening to yourself. You're the one who holds the answers to anything in your life. No one else. That's why you can go to the doctors all day long and they'll just charge you up the yin yang and, um, and they won't know what to do and nothing will work. And you'll always be at a dead end with those kind of people, doctors and, um, you know, doctors for anything, counseling or whatever it is. Um, not to be mean. They're probably super great out there. And they're probably super compassionate and all that good stuff. And not everyone, but some of them. And so I would say, you know, you definitely adjust yourself um, when it came to those kind of people. But, But to just know that you're the one who holds the answers for everything in your life, that's why I love QHHT. It just reassures you that you are a master, that we've only been It's like if you left something in a cage all the time, they would just do whatever you say versus they're the most amazing animal or most amazing being. And they just weren't given the opportunity to even trust themselves, right? So you start trusting yourself, start loving on yourself. That's why I say, start your day out good. Do some deep breathing. Some people are like, what does breathing even have to do with it? What? (laughs) Blows my mind. What does breathing even have to do with it? It keeps you alive. It keeps the oxygen in your body to give you a clear mind, right? I mean, for someone to just be that way, it's just mind blowing. Um, So it's really no matter what time of day you listen to this, no matter what time of day you go to work or have to start your day, It does not matter when you're starting your day. It's all about fulfilling yourself before you start the day. Because when you, when you wake up, you are revitalized. Your body's like, okay, let's go. What do we got to do today? Work, get up, go. Right. But also you need to balance yourself out with good affirmations, good food, make sure you have, you're not 
it's basically like don't fill your body with chemicals and I've said it before, like we go to the store or you go out to eat or you go to the fast food places. All those things were a luxury when I was a kid. They were a luxury. It was like once in a great while. Now it's turned into a normal occurrence. No one even knows. Like we went out to dinner and I'd never been to this restaurant, went out of town, never been to the restaurant. It just was such a normal thing for the server to just be like, okay, what's your drinks? What's this? Not asking, have you ever been to our restaurant? This is the coolest restaurant. It offers this, this, and this. But I just think that their mindset got like, oh, just everyone goes out to eat anymore. So they don't even ask the question, have you ever been to our restaurant? Are you from out of town? Are you like our waiter got annoyed with us because we had just met up, just got into town. I just uh, was just so excited to be together. And we went to a really cool restaurant and it was just really exciting all around, right? So when we got there, it wasn't like, hey, um, like the server wasn't pumped up. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, what do you want to drink? What do you want to eat? Okay, da, da, da. Like that's how he was. And the second we were like, hey, give us a second, he was mad. He was mad. His whole, like, I feel energy now that I'm where I'm at in life. He instantly, it was like a light switch. And that's how powerful we are. I don't know that he realized what state of mind he got into. So he got annoyed with us. So he was like, I guess you just don't know what you want. I was like, okay, what are you trying to tell us? So you don't know what you want. You know, I always, you know, when anyone tries to judge you or anyone puts some hate on you, it's because that's what's inside them. And they're just reflecting it out to you. And it's bizarre. But once we pay attention to these kind of things, we can change our energy. And I think I just talked about energy as far as you go into a group, you can create animosity before you even get to that group. It's something like that, you know? So then during the first half of the dinner, it was like everything was thrown to us and everything was thrown like immediately. We got drinks, appetizers, and our meal all within seconds of each other. And he didn't say, hey, you guys, do you want to spread it out? Do you want, okay, you haven't been here before. These plates are extremely hot. I mean, he was throwing everything on the table. It it was, it was not good. But um, the manager came out. He was incredible. Uh, props to him for having a very proper way to deal with people. Like you really can't be a manager or anything in the restaurant industry unless you have this like manner of being compassionate and connecting with each person. When he did that, it made me realize Wow, these energies in these spots. So you got this guy, he fit that perfect. He fit the manager perfect. He he came out, he was super nice. He was very like, he started out with a joke and you know, he figured out how to deal with people. He figured it out. And that's amazing. And that goes to great leadership, that goes to great management skills. Um, and some of us just naturally have it. That's what's really cool, how we naturally can kick in our true nature self. And when you do that, people are awesome. People are cool as heck. 
I mean, we were super nice. Even after all that chaos, we just were like, don't treat us that way. We just traveled across country. You didn't even like consider that we weren't from here and, um, or ask, you know, so it's how you deal with those kind of situations. For me, I'm very open. So when he sat down, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm from Montana. And I came back and we came to your beautiful restaurant. And when we did that, and when we interacted that, that way, um, it was good energy. It was good results. It was like, you know what, that guy's not going to ruin our, yeah, he has issues and he's going to have to deal with them. But our dinner was great. You know what I mean? No matter how he came at first with this energy for us, we realized that we weren't going to let someone just take that away from us because he had issues, the server. So it's just interesting for me um, as seeing old earth, new earth. And now that I pay attention to it more, sure, we're on the same planet, but we experience life very different. And it doesn't matter, um, I think, where you live, too. I mean, yeah, some people, it matters. I couldn't live back there. It just it doesn't fit me. But I just mean, like, the people who live there, that's okay. They live there, and that's great. But you really have to hook yourself up, and that's really, at the end of the day, what I mean. So if he would have woke up with good intentions, woke up and took care of his body and took care of his mind and self and filled that up with joy and happiness, right? I am a strong man or whatever he has to say. You can build yourself up and fill it all up in there and you wouldn't have any room for negative. You wouldn't have any room for judgment because you've taken care of yourself. And that's what I really mean at the end of the day is like, if you can hook yourself up before you start the day, because I don't know what it was that triggered him to, I mean, I don't know his whole day. Maybe he had a really rough day. Maybe he had some things go on before he got to work, you know, and it just kept escalating for him. There was a part of me that I'm very compassionate. So I didn't want him to not be our server. And we ended up getting a whole new server. And it was kind of like, dang it. Because I look at life in a bigger picture. Like, I just feel like he didn't need to shift to another table. Like, he could have stayed our server. Um, it was just something he needed to work on, you know, emotionally. And, um, and we don't know his day. We don't know what it was like. We don't know what his life is like. But even with that, that's why I say if you can get a session and hook your own self up. And and I know we have to be, um, you know, for me, I'm more compassionate. I'm more open. So I, I, if it was a table just mine and I was more a little bit more intimate, I would have been like, what's going on? What, what, why are you feeling this way? But we had a party of like 15 or 20. So it was like a really big group. Um, and so, you know, I couldn't really do that. But I think if it was like me, my husband, and maybe someone else, I would have been like, are you okay? And what's, you know, like a compassionate person, because it's like, we kind of fill it, we kind of head out into the world, like an empty shell. Like we haven't cared for ourselves. We haven't, I mean, we haven't looked in the mirror and said, I love you. I love you self. I love the way you look. Yeah, you're different, but that's awesome. So what? We're all different. Yeah, there's a lot of us that are similar, 
but really when you get talking to them, they're very different. So you see people who like to copy each other with the same looks and the same, you know, mentalities and stuff, but you start talking to them and they're completely different than, than the next. Um, I don't know. I just, I like to look at that and I like to look at it in, in a bigger picture because I don't like making people feel less than I want them to be built up and be like, wow, I met the most coolest person today. You know, like, like they helped me. I had a struggle and I didn't want to do this big party and blah, blah, you know, instead they were the nicest people. So unfortunately our group was mixed with people who live there and us who don't live there. And so the people who live there, they hold this energy too. That was like, you're not going to do this and you're not going to get away with it. And it's like, I didn't need to be like that because at the end of the day, we're all trying to just be there. We're all trying to just exist. But when people come at you and you just don't know who's going to come at you, you hold this guard up and it's the fight or flight. It's the, the guard that you're always like, is someone going to come at me? But at the end of the day, that's just law of attraction. So you put that fear out there and law of attraction is this vibration to the universe and back to you. It's going to create what you want. So if you stay in that negative mindset, you're going to get it. And it's really neat once you understand the concept and like, once you understand that you hold that vibration, that you hold that energy and that there is really law of vibration and law of attraction. Uh, it's incredible for sure. And, um, so I just, I hope that guy can figure it out. You know, like that's at the end of the day, that's how I feel because we all deserve a chance. We all deserve love and compassion. And I think once we start doing that to each other and start trusting ourselves, and then when you do that, you start trusting the world. And then this makes like a new earth. And that's what Dolores was talking about then you're not really ever around that the negative or the lower vibration but you're gonna see it like i've listened to other mentors and stuff it's not that you're not gonna see it. it's like a it's like a radio station it's like a tv channel you can switch to any channel you want and it's still there and you can see it but you're not involved you're not you know you're not involved and that's what's that's what's really really cool you know, so I just, I don't know. I look at it like that. I have compassion for everyone. Um, even if they feel a certain way, you know, I just, I'm just that person and I can feel your energy and I feel more in tune than I ever have. So sometimes I can even feel like I feel and know what you're going to say before you say it. It's really good. It's really good. And it's really like a lot because I think, I don't like to hear people's thoughts because they're a little scrambled sometimes. So like if they feel a certain way around me, I can feel that energy. I can feel that thought. Um, and so I know I will do my, um, what am I trying to think? Channeling. So that's my next goal is to channel and to really like be that connected person and, and give you guys truth. But I feel like, in doing so, I do that now because when I do a podcast, I don't just do them relentlessly and just say whatever I can think of. 
is not like that ever for me. I always go for my heart. I always try to fill myself up with good, 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 good things and good situations that I can put out there into the world so that you're not scrambled with what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, I forgot. I wanted to talk about dreams because I feel like as we move into the future, more and more, more and more of us are going to be dreaming parallel lives, um, other dimensions. Um, I have been dreaming like bonkers. Like I dream that I'm always somewhere else, like always. And that is so cool because sometimes I'll feel like I'm really there. That has my mind blown a little bit because when I wake up, I'm like, was that real? Like, it'll feel really real. Um, and that really does mean you go into that life and you really are experiencing it, living it. And sometimes our dreams are fear-based. So if we have a lot of fear about certain things, we'll recreate it in a dream state of mind and, um, that's why you really want to hook your mind up so that you're not having nightmares or fear-based dreams or anything like that. So if you are having those, <clears throat> that means you can just do a little light work on yourself, really love yourself, really fuel your body with good things. Tell your body you love it. I mean, start paying attention to the body. That's the innate. There's the smart part of your body that you know, usually once you tap into it, we'll keep you away from the chemicals, we'll keep you away from the drama and always have you in positive as well and consuming good things. Um, once you start really loving on yourself, really caring about yourself, I feel like most people don't care about themselves. And then in that aspect, you really can't care about anything else around you if you don't care and love yourself. And that's proof. I've seen it. I've seen how people are and how stuck in the rat race they are and how they don't really realize our bodies are amazing. And our mind is amazing and that there's more parts to us than the part you see. And that's your everyday self. Um, I don't know. I just, I get so admired by the construction of the body and the mind and and I get admired by this infinity part of our other self. It's like infinity. It, it just lasts forever. And it's this journey and this uh, amazingness, really. It's just absolutely amazing that it could be that way. I don't know. I just love it. I love it. It's endless. And I can always talk about something. And that's why I love Dolores. And that's why she never ran out of anything to say, because it's infinity. It's so much. You, It's beyond one lifetime. It's like if you asked Abraham Hicks, I've listened to her. She's like, it's 15 lifetimes for one subject, you know? which makes sense. As soon as you think you learn something or you know something, there's another way about it or there's much, much, much more. Like you just got the tip of the iceberg or iceberg, <laughs> whatever. Um, I love it. I think it's neat. So yeah, I live on the west side of Yellowstone National Park. It's incredible here. We 
did get some floods. I'm sure you guys saw that on the national news. I don't watch the news. So everyone was telling me when I had no clue because I'm on the west side. We are very high elevation. So there's no floods. It's gorgeous here. But on the north side of the national park, it's different um, as far as the climate. It's a little bit lower. The mountains are, you know, it's just a little different um, part of the earth, period. It's just, she's just a little different over there. Mother nature, mother earth. And um, anyway, the river just went bonkers. So our ice caps, you know, at the top of our mountains all melted. And in doing so, that created... And with rain, torrential rain, it was horrible. So floods um, on farmlands and took away houses. And so, you know, the whole devastation, the whole sad, the park, the national park is closed right now. I know they're working like really hard to get some of those roads back open um, for people to go on trips and go back into the national park. But also the road that got completely wiped clean which is amazing because Mother Nature always knows what she's doing. She does it. She comes in and she's she's evolving just as much as we are. And um, in my session too, that session was two hours long. So I had that in there. I warned, I need to post that because it, like, it warns us that there's more, well, that Mother Nature, Mother Earth is evolving and that there'll be more hurricanes and there'll be worse more tornadoes, more tsunamis, everything will be more and it'll be worse. Like they will be more intense. So just kind of be prepared and, and, but you know, to a point, I feel like when you don't live in that fear, it, it's all good. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't live in that fear anymore because I, I like to be aware of it. And um, anyway, that whole road, there's only one road into Gardner and out. So it's the uh, north entrance. It's an incredible entrance. There's a huge, well, not huge town, but a big town. There are always, you know, there's a town for each entrance, um, four entrances. And, um, and that one in particular is the north entrance. And that's Grant. You can actually see the Roosevelt Tower, like the arch. It's incredible over there. Love, love, love going over there. We just went over there. Um, Mother's Day. So we always go in the park on Mother's Day. It's just very mild in there as far as the people and it snows a little bit. It's really cool because you're super high elevation. Then you go, go down low um, to the north entrance. And uh, actually we went there before Mother's Day. We went on April 24th and that was the day they finished. So 1908, they finished that arch. And we went there the day we went there April 24th, 2022, and they completed it April 24th, 1908. What the? I felt freaked when I took a picture of it, and then I looked at my picture. I was like, oh. I was like, it's the same date. I'm like, how did that happen? So it was really, really cool. But anyway, that road that takes you there is gone. It's gone. It's so sad. It's devastating. But the park service is amazing. The government is trying their darndest to, you know, get the funds immediately, get the people in there immediately to fix the road, to let people in and out because that's their only way. There's another way. I think the highway 
uh, there's a small trail to get out of there to go to like the main highway or whatever to just get out, go um, and not go through the park. But people were trapped. It was kind of all happened at once um, because the park's so huge. It's 1.2 million acres. So, you know, it's a massive land. It's massive. There's just so much. And there's, you know, and it's been open since May or April. Um so plenty of time to get people in there and, and stay and and they were stuck and um it is supposed to open on friday the what is that the 17th of june so hopefully that is the case and they'll just um section off where you can't go and and otherwise let you in there it really hasn't even started we have a peak time i would say our peak is july and august uh, they're our peak period. It's the busiest time here at the national park. And, and I can see why it's very energetic. There's lots of energy here and it's beautiful energy. It's healing energy. And I, I believe that you come here without really realizing that you need that energy and you receive it and it feels good. And when you come to the park and you see nature and you see the trees and you see land and you can touch the earth and you can, you know, cause some people live in apartments and they live where there's not very much unless you go to a park, um, in your area or whatever, but it's not the same because you see wild animals. You get to see grizzly bears and wolves and, um, just all the animals. There's a whole bunch with elk and deer and moose and, badgers and wolverines and yellow belly marmots and <laughs> so and eagles and ospreys so we have a really wide range um and i think what makes it incredible here is that this is the original untouched this is how it was millions of years ago it's incredible you know i can only imagine how it was with no roads and native americans and teepees and you can't just go to the store for groceries. You can go to the river and get a fish and get your elk or a deer. Um, it's just amazing. Um, I admire how the earth is. I admire how beautiful it is. Um, but also we have to remember Yellowstone is a volcano. It's going to always be changing. We cannot forget that. You know, it's going to change a lot more than any of the places we live in because the crust, the earth crust is thin. So we have to pay attention to that. Like some people just don't understand Yellowstone and it's always evolving. There's always earthquakes. There's always floods. There's always, you know, it just happens. This one in particular just got a little crazy. That river just got a little, little Western there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that kind of just happened. No one got hurt, it sounds like. Everyone was safe. Everyone got out safely. So I don't think there was any kind of deaths or anything. So that's really, really good. And what a relief um, because I hate hearing about that. It's tragic when people come here and somehow, some way, they transition. And, um, and maybe that was just what they wanted in life, but that's all right. Um, I just look at it so differently now. It's amazing. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. I should wrap it up. I have to start my day, but I love coming on here. You guys are incredible. Um, you can always check Dolores out. She has so much material out there that it's endless. 
And there's so many light workers now that you can follow and really connect to that you may be a light worker and just may not know it. And that's why I love QHHT. So pay attention to your dreams, pay attention to your life. Look at the bigger picture. Don't just be so narrow-minded and think, oh, it has to be this way um, because there's so many ways. And we all have a story and we all have been raised different with different scenarios and different things that happen in our lives. Um, so don't be so hard on yourself and don't be so hard on others. Um, you don't know what they've been through. They don't know what you've been through. So if you just keep that in mind and you're always kind, I think that that works out well and, and, and people... Oh, thank you. I'm so thankful you listened to me the whole time. That was very, very sweet. Um, yeah, lots of love to you. And thanks for listening. And I love everyone out there. And I mean, I guess if you could do one thing each day, I would just suggest look yourself in the eye and tell yourself you love yourself. Just try even that. Just try that one little thing each day and see how it starts your day, no matter if it's morning, night, any time of day. Whatever day you time of day you start, before you leave your house, before you leave where you live, just try that one thing. Tell yourself you love yourself and mean it. And really like hand over heart and really feel it because you deserve that love. And I feel like if you did that, you would be, I don't know, you'd really feel a shift. And um, anytime you feel like you're too hard on yourself and it's like a lot of bad talk, tell yourself, stop it. <laughs> that you don't deserve the bad talk. That you are an amazing being and that you deserve love and compassion and good things, joy and laughter. So just that one thing, but yeah, laughter is huge. Um, and none of us really laugh and maybe like a little quick hee hee ha ha, but nothing like a laugh, like figure that one out too. See if you really laugh. Do you really laugh? Can you feel it in your whole body? You know, that's what I mean. Laugh for a good solid 10 minutes at least. Um, awesome. Okay. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, and I love you guys all. Have a good day.